Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Whatever it is you're dealing with or facing, it's not impossible. It's not hopeless. The scripture said that uh, God always makes a way of escape. He always makes a way through, a way out. And the beginning of that uh, miraculous exit and deliverance is that you just look to Him and you trust that there is a way out and that He'll show it to you and He'll take you by the hand and walk you right through it. Uh, I know some time back a person was telling me that they were really going through some stuff and I said, well, don't stop. <laughs> He said, what do you mean? Well, if you're going through a bad place, don't stop and camp in the bad place. Keep going, right? Keep going until you get through it on the other side. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the, uh, the classroom and let's get answers today. Father, thank you. You are the faithful God, the good God, the gracious God, and we... Uh, we reach out to you today asking for answers for everyone that's watching and listening all over the world. We're asking you for it, and we know you're faithful to give it to us. So by faith, we receive it and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts that are open. We lay hold of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look please again in uh, Acts, the ninth chapter. Uh, we're continuing to study healing in the book of Acts. And um, we studied the healing of the lame man at the gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter 3. And then we studied the healing of Aeneas here in Acts chapter 9, uh, beginning in verse 32. And in this same area, at this same time, was the miracle of uh, Dorcas, also called Tabitha, that was raised up and healed. So let's look at this again in verse uh, 36. Verse 36. And I'm going to read this to you from the, the Wiest translation. Verse 36. It says, Now in Joppa there was a certain woman disciple named Tabitha. Now notice this, disciple means she's a believer. She, uh, and not just a believer, uh, not, she's not just, you know, trusting the Lord as her Savior, but a disciple is a follower, one who is uh, allowing Jesus to be Lord in their life, and tra it's a, you're training, a disciple is a student. And Jesus is the master. What's the objective? Becoming like him, right? Learning his ways and 
uh, growing up in him, like Ephesians talking about, into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so she's a, uh, Tabitha is a believer. She is a disciple, which her name being interpreted is Dorcas. And Weist adds this, that the name Dorcas uh, means gazelle. And um, uh, he brings out that the gazelle is the creature with the beautiful eyes. <laughs> so uh, that was apparently the meaning of her name. This woman was abounding in good works and in the giving of alms to the needy, in which activities she was constantly engaged. So this was a lifestyle with her, not just something she did on occasion. And it came to pass that in those days she became ill and died. Well, let me just stop right there. If the Bible said she was dead, she's dead. Right? Her body was dead. Let's say it like that. Uh, because, you know, you got people that read these things and they say, well, you know, she probably wasn't really dead and, and this and that. Well, then you don't believe the Bible. No, if the Bible said she was dead, she was dead. And we know it was days uh, that had elapsed after they had concluded she had died because they prepped her body and they, they laid it out in state. And um, then there was this, the, the messengers went and found Peter and then he had to travel back. And so, no, she was dead. <laughs> and um, having bathed her, they placed her in a room in the upper part of the house. Now, Lydda, being near Joppa, uh, the disciples, having heard that Peter was there, sent two men on a mission to him with the following urgent request. Do not delay to come through to the place where we are. Now, you've got to remember, it hasn't been but just a short time since the miracle of two verses earlier, right? Where Aeneas, who had been bedfast for eight years, is now walking around, leading a normal life. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Bible said it wasn't kept a secret that everybody in that town and that whole plain knew about it. Well, then you can assume the people over in uh, jo uh, Joppa, they heard about it, knew about it. And so they're thinking, well, hey, if God could raise up Aeneas, then why couldn't he do this? And of course, they no doubt had heard about what Jesus had done in ministry. And the dead had been raised in Jesus' ministry multiple times. And so they sent word. Now, you can see faith right here. Because if you don't believe in God and you don't believe in miracles, you're not going to do this. You're not going to send for Peter. Right? And so, I mean, when, when she died and... Uh, you know, people, uh, I guess they're making her funeral arrangements and all this. Uh, people die every day. But um, uh, some of them said, well, hey, Peter's just right over there. You know, about 15 miles away. And you remember last month or whenever it was, uh, or maybe even sooner than that. Um, remember what happened with Aeneas? One guy said, yeah, I talked to Aeneas. 
man, he can run around the house. He's just as good a shape as you or I, you know. And they're thinking, well, y'all get over there and, and, and see if he'll come. There had to be some uh, conviction that it's possible, right? Yes. It could happen. There had to be this persuasion. I mean, they're not debating whether God exists or not. Uh-uh. They're not debating whether it could happen or not. You know, they believe God is. God's good. He, he's already been healing people in the same area here. And uh, send, send them over there. Ask Peter, would he come? And so they did, and Peter, having arisen, went with them, whom when he came, they brought him up into the upper room, and all the widows stood by him, weeping audibly and exhibiting the undergarments and the long flowing outer robes, as many as Dorcas was accustomed to make while she was with them. So she obviously was a, a good seamstress. She was somebody who could make clothes, and she, she didn't just do this uh, only as occupation. The emphasis is she clothed people. She gave people things. And uh, so they're, they're showing him this, about what a benefit she was to them in their community when she was alive, how much of a blessing she was. Now, you know... Sadly, there are people who die and nobody shows up for their funeral. And nobody talks about what a blessing they were. Hmm? And this is part of what we, we should think about in this study is this woman has people all around her that hold her in high esteem. And they... If they could have some more time with her, they really want it. Can you see that? And man, they're, they're, really, they're willing to reach out and, and, and ask for help and, and dare to believe that a miracle could happen even after she's been dead for some length of time, hours and days. So they're showing Peter all these things. And so then Peter, at one point, he said, that's enough. And he put them all outside. You know uh, where he learned that? <laughs> we studied, you know, back in previous times in the ministry of Jesus. And more than once, Jesus put people out of the room. And you remember, more than once when he did that, he took only three people with him into the room and one of them was Peter <laughs> you remember that uh, in fact let, let's turn over there and look at part of that passage in uh, Luke the 8th chapter this is uh, this is really good when some of these things start coming together for us and we realize these are not fables these are not just stories One thing about truth is consistent, right? And it fits. Uh, in Luke 8 and down about verse uh, 
let's see, 50, well, 49, uh, Luke 8, 49. While he yet spake, there come one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, uh, your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. You remember he had come and asked the Lord to come minister to her because he said she was at the point of death. And now the woman with the issue of blood pressed through the crowd and touched him and she got healed. And then they stopped and talked about it. And now people from his house showed up and say, it's too late. She's gone. Uh, tell the master he didn't have to come. And uh, when Jesus heard it, verse 50, he answered and said, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be whole. Now she's, uh, her body's dead, and he's talking about her being healed. Because again, if she hadn't have been healed when she's raised up, whatever killed her the first time would have taken her out right after. So made whole. And uh, when he came, to the house, he suffered no man to go in save Peter and James and John and the father and mother of the maiden. So, the uh, reason I'm bringing this out is Peter's been here before. Right? <laughs> He's been here before with Jesus. And uh, all wept and bewailed her and said, He said, Weep not. She's not dead, but sleeps. Now, how could that be accurate if she's dead? But we talked about this yesterday. She is not just a body, right? You're not just a body. God is spirit. He's called the father of spirits. And the Bible teaches that you and I are spirit and soul, and body. Your spirit is not um, aging, and your spirit will never die like your body can. And so death, what, what people call death, is not the end. It's not even the end of the body. But it is a separation of the spirit from the body and without the spirit, the body has no life in it. It's like, like we said, uh, your body is like a glove that uh, exactly fits your hand. And when your spirit comes out of your uh, body, if your hand comes out of the glove, you don't have to shoot the glove <laughs> to make it quit. You don't have to stab it. You don't have to burn it. When the hand comes out of the glove, plop. Right? And when you come out of your body, you don't have to put a disease on it. You don't have to damage it. You don't have to. It has no life in it apart from you. And so uh, one reason I say that is because, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of teaching healing and faith for years. And, and people have questions sometimes. One person said, well, if you never got sick... How would you ever die? <laughs> you leave. Right? We have, we have numerous instances of people who died and never got sick. Uh, think about Elijah. 
Is that right? Think about Elijah. And um, there, there are numerous situations. Now, all you got to do, I mean, Moses, when he was 120, the Bible said his natural force had not abated. Uh, one of the things about aging is uh, your body dries out. And that's part of the aging process. Well, that means he hadn't dried out. His natural force had not abated. Uh, and the Bible said his eyesight wasn't dim. At 120. And he climbed a mountain at 120 to die. This is amazing. I said, this is amazing. But I'm just saying, he didn't have to have cancer or heart failure or something to die. You just leave your body and without the, without the spirit, the body's dead. They all wept and bewailed her, but he said, don't cry. She's not dead, but sleeps. And he, he's not even talking about her spirit sleeping. He's talking about her body. And that's accurate because it's not even when, when a person dies, even if the body decays over time, it's still not the end of the body. The scripture teaches physical resurrection, doesn't it? That our bodies are actually part of uh, what Christ has bought and redeemed. And sometimes people will say, well, I, I don't like this body. I was looking forward to getting a new one. It'll be this one glorified. And I assure you, you'll be happy with it. Don't, don't be concerned because the things you don't like about it now are the effects of sin and the curse and, and all of that. Uh, no, it'll be this body. This, uh, this body we should appreciate more. It, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. It, these bodies are, they are the height of God's creation. What they're capable of is astounding. We, we don't know the half of it. We'll find out. Especially going to find out later. And um, uh, the scripture said, you're bought with a price. So glorify God in your spirit and in your bodies which are his. Uh, most, most of us should value our body more than we do. We should appreciate it and value it more than we do. And of course, you know, it's, it's not going to last down here forever. It's, it's aging. It reaches its peak. And then it goes beyond that. Like a, the Bible said, all flesh is like grass. It's like the flower of the field. But that shouldn't, we shouldn't let that bother us as believers because we know it's temporary. Right? And before this is all over with, everything's getting fixed. <laughs> I said everything. Everything's getting fixed. And so he said that in verse 53, they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. Well, they didn't know everything they thought they knew. And he put them all out. And Peter was standing right there. <laughs> So he, he had already seen Jesus do this. Every, every part of this he had already seen. And you know the scripture said that when they called Peter and John and 
and different ones before the uh, leaders. And then they were so bold to proclaim that the miracle had happened in the name of Jesus. And the scripture said that the leaders took note of them. And when they saw that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they took note of them that they had been with Jesus. They thought that's where these guys got all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They had been with Jesus. Well, we can be with Jesus today in communion with him by his spirit. We're doing it right now. Communing with him in his word. We're watching him do this. Then we're watching his his disciple Peter do it. Right? And so some kind of situation comes up in our life. It's not like we've never heard about it before. We've never seen about it before. The Spirit of God will bring things to your remembrance. You'll go, oh, well, that's what Jesus did. And then he said this, and then that's what he did. The Lord will bring it back to your remembrance. And so he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. Man, that sounds exactly like what Peter said. Right? Sounds exactly. Get up. He's calling. But uh, she's, her body's dead. So can dead people hear? Can dead bodies hear? Well, everything was created with words. And so it shouldn't be shocking to think that things created with words would respond to words. But notice what the scripture said when he, when he called out and said, Maid, arise. He, he, he reached out and took her by the hand. Of course, her hand is cold and, and lifeless. But he takes the, the it's a, this is a young girl, takes her by the hand and says, Maid, or, or, or girl, or, or, or young woman, get up. I want you to notice verse 55. What did it say? And her spirit came again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How would you know her spirit came again? Because she started breathing again. The same word translated spirit is also translated breath. Is also translated wind. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, how did he come? Wind. Wind. And every time a spirit leaves a body, what happens? The body stops breathing. When you think about it, I mean, you're breathing right now, aren't you? Let me check you. Look at your neighbor. They're still breathing. They're still okay. What, what enables you to breathe? Now, I know people say, well, it's, you know, the involuntary uh, uh, action of the muscles contracting uh, and the lungs. And okay, what's causing that? What's causing that? Well, it's, it's the, the nerve energy and supply comes from regions in the brain. Okay, where does that come from? Where does that come from? That's where people get misty-eyed and go, it's the mystery of life. Spirit. Spirit. Spirit is where it comes from. And so 
what is causing us to breathe in, breathe out, causing our hearts to beat, causing the synapses to fire in our brain, spirit, spirit. And as a believer, not only are you a spirit being, you have the Holy Spirit, another person in you and on you. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. So then you have access to what's in him. And that's why the scripture said, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, does he? How many believers believe the Bible that the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, his body had been dead for days, three days, and the spirit of God came into that tomb. It was cold, it was dark, and Jesus' body was laying there lifeless. But the Spirit of God came into that place, and the glory of God lit up that place, and Jesus' Spirit came back into His body, and the Holy Spirit changed His body from head to toe. And His body is glorified. Never to age, never to decay, never to experience any kind of weakness or deformity or disability ever. Ever. That's your future, child of God. Because he didn't do it for himself. He did it for us. Hallelujah. Somebody say, that's my future. That's, that's my future being glorified body. And so when Jesus said, maid, uh, little girl, young woman, get up. And her spirit came again. What happened? Her spirit came back from where it had gone, which was Abraham's bosom. Don't talk about that any further, this is a whole other subject, but uh, came back into her body. She started breathing again. She opened her eyes and she sat up. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And there's coming a day, the Bible says, when the, the trumpet of God is going to sound and that's not just a musical note, but the voice of the angel of God and the dead are going to hear that sound and rise, the scripture said. Just like what happened here, it's going to happen on a large scale. <laughs> and if you've already passed on at that time, then your spirit will come rushing back into your newly glorified body Hallelujah. <laughs> and you will be so happy when you'll be going, wow. I mean, I never was in this kind of shape when I was on the earth. Oh, glory to God. I got a body that can keep up with my spirit now. We're ready to do the next thing that God has for us. Our time's up again. But as you can see, we're just getting into some of the meat of this. Come back again tomorrow. We're going to see more about this resurrection life and healing power that we can experience the first fruits of 
here and now in this life. We'll see you again soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 